Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Here we go, Draft Mix. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation Podcast. My name is Joe412, and I will be your host for the next 30 minutes, as always. Before we begin, I want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free all the time. And for those of you who haven't listened to our show, Draft Nation is a national e-magazine, and we focus on, guess what, the drafts. So if you like a hyper-focus on the football draft, the basketball draft, the hockey draft, or the baseball draft, this is the place to find your coverage. We analyze players. We offer mock drafts. We talk free agency. We talk salary cap provisions. And, of course, always we dig a little deep on the needs of your favorite teams. But with me tonight, I have Randy Cook. Randy is a 26-year veteran of sports radio airwaves. Some of you may have heard him in the past. He's also a big KC Chiefs and Royals fan and an expert on sports collectibles, which we'll get into, too. I know many of our listeners like that kind of stuff. And if you haven't seen his Babe Ruth collection, it's ridiculous. He travels with it around the country. Uh, it's one of those things that belong in Cooperstown, and it might get there one day. We'll see. Uh, and if you're a fan of the Babe or the Yankees or just a baseball fan in general, you should check out his stuff next time he's in your city. Randy, welcome to Draft Nation. Are you ready to go on the clock? Man, I am ready. Joe 412. I always wonder what your last name was. Thanks, buddy. Well, there it is. It's 412. <laughs> well, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your radio experience and, of course, your, your sports experience with the collectibles. Golly, Joe. Boy, I guess i got to go back to around 1990. I was a sales manager at a Christian radio station. I like sports collectibles. But I never dreamt it could be a radio show. No one did anything like that. So I went to the owner of the station. I remember like it was yesterday as a buddy of mine. I said, what do you think we do a 30-minute talk show on sports collectibles once a week? And he goes, would anybody buy it as in sponsorship? And I said, for no more than it would cost? Gary, I think it would have to be bought. So he said, yeah, give it a try. Found a sponsor, and uh, away we went for a – 30-minute show, little did I know it would become, um, at least for me, something that I never dreamt it would be, Joe. It's just, I mean, the memories, the stories, the shows, where I've done it from L.A. 
to New York, to Washington, to the beaches of Waikiki. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I got to tell you something, man. It's like antique road shows for the sports collectible guys. You know, I, I love it. <laughs> it I, is. I, I had a pleasure of meeting you at one of the sports collectible shows out in, out in the 412 in Pittsburgh, you know, four or five years ago, and we've stayed friends ever since. But, you know, you mentioned it, so let's talk about it a little bit here. I have a bunch of Chiefs stuff I'll get into in a second, but since we're on the topic, okay. um, you know, what are, as a broadcaster, someone who's done this for as long as you have, which – What's some of your best or what's one of your funniest experiences sitting on the other side of the microphone? Oh, gosh, Joe. Uh, you know, it's so funny how a pastor once of mine shared, have you ever been someplace and you realize it really had nothing to do with you? It was about, you know, I'm not preaching, but God's favor. And I said, you know, it's funny. I had so many instances over the years that I'm thinking, what am I doing here? How did this happen? And uh, yeah, I tell you, one of my one of the biggest thrills for some of your older listening group, uh, because Albert Bell's been out of the game a while, it doesn't seem like. But one day I was in the batting cages in Kansas City, and Albert was in town, and he was coming out of the batting cage, and I said to one of my friends, I said, you know what, I'm going to see if he'll give me a few minutes. And he looked at me and started laughing. I said, what's so funny? He said, Albert didn't talk to anybody. I said, I know that, but what's what's he going to say? No, or walk over me or push me away? He's not going to do that. So I started walking toward Albert, and you could have had a pin drop on the field as media and players turned toward <laughs> looking at me, thinking, what is this idiot doing? I walked right up to Albert, and he couldn't miss me. I wouldn't let him. I walked right up to him stuck my hand out, my arm out, and I said, Albert, my name is Randy Cook. I do a little show here in Kansas City, and I'd love a few minutes of your time. He looked at me with a face I thought was going to – I think he, he mentally ripped me into about 100 pieces, but he looked at me and goes, what do you want to talk about? And I looked at him, and I said, Albert, I said, I have no agenda. I have, I, I'm not going to make you look bad. I'm not going to backdoor you with a question and embarrass you. I want you to tell us who you are. That's what means more to me. I want to find out who you are. What makes you tick? And he looked at me, I thought it was eternity. And again, you could have heard a pin drop on the field. And all of a sudden he looked at me and goes, let's go to the dugout. So we walked over to the dugout and sat down. And 15 minutes later, he actually smiled at me. We shook hands. And I looked at him after I, turned the, after I turned the mic off, Joe. I said, Albert, I told you. I, I was going to be straightforward with you and let you share your story. And he said, thank you. And that was enough said. That is a crazy story. I'm sure you got a lot of street cred with the other uh, uh, broadcasters and reporters that were there that didn't have the guts to do that. That just shows what it takes. Sometimes you just have to walk up to someone and lay it on the line, man. So that's, that's Why not? great. What an excellent story. Excellent well, I story. Had, I had a great rapport, Joe, with a lot of athletes. And there have been many times with some of the bigger name athletes that I'll say to them, I said, I know everybody wants a minute of your time. I would like a few minutes, and you can ask any of these players. I pointed out a few that I've interviewed over the years, and I'm, I'm, I'm straightforward, and I'm not here to create a name. I want Again, your store is more important to me. Than and Greg Vaughn, there's another guy. I went to him in his locker room, and I didn't know what to expect. He was pretty gruff with the media. But 15 minutes later, he started talking about his wife. 
So I thought, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to run with it. And one of the greatest, for me at least, one of the greatest interviews I ever did was with Greg Vaughn telling me that he couldn't wait till the day come when he retired from the game and he could go home and celebrate his wife for all the things she did for him and their family. And she was that unsung hero, which most spouses are in pro sports and what they put up with. We Most people can't imagine. But uh, Greg Vaughn was another great. Oh, there are so many, uh, Joe, I could talk for hours about the list. That's why I love going through old baseball card sets. Because as I go through old baseball card sets, I'll remember guys that I've had a chance to visit with. But that's cool. You know, that's almost like a living history, right? And you're talking to guys that typically, you know, when you talk to them, you're asking about their stats and their performance the night before and what what championship, good days, bad days. And here you are, you get into the rut. It almost reminds me of like Roy Firestone where he made everybody cry. You know what I mean? They got on to talk about sports and then even make them talk about it their mother or something like that. <laughs> and there you are, like, you know, coming to these guys and all of a sudden he's opening up about his wife or, you know, you got Albert coming over to you saying, all right, you get 15 minutes. You had the guts to come up and ask me. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's cool stuff. That's cool stuff. But let me flip the switch on you for a little bit because yep. I know you're in Kansas yep. City. So I, I, yep. I got to. I got to I got to bring this up. I, and there's a dynamic duo in Kansas City. It's a oh. you know the NFL power couple, right? We've got Mahomes and Kel- I'm not talking about Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm talking about Kelsey and Swift. What's your prediction? Oh. Will this last? You know, my wife just <laughs> mentioned that tonight when we had a quick bite of dinner. I said, you know what? And she knows me. I said that stuff doesn't matter to me. You know, to me, if anything, it's a, it's a distraction, and I hate distractions for athletes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you think the life's all fun and games for athletes, you are badly mistaken. I've seen guys that were 32 that look 52. Uh, pro sports is a grueling uh, grind. And uh, so what happens with Taylor and Travis, I really I don't care. I just want to see him focused on the field. Uh, I, I think he's got three or four more good years. He takes care of himself. And he is just a master. I won't say deceiver, but he can he can deceive a cornerback, a safety, and he they don't know what they think they've got him covered. They don't. He is truly one of the greatest, if not the greatest, tight end. But what we're seeing, what you mentioned with Mahomes and Travis, I got to say this: of all my years of traveling the country with sports memorabilia, no one has been more requested. Not one person more requested from Boston to L.A. than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I mean, all joking aside, there's been a few quarterback-wide receiver connections over the years. Like, there's the oh, Montana yeah. Rice stuff. There's the, the Bradshaw Swan, or even Bradshaw Stallworth. There's Marino oh. with Duper and Clayton. But the closest thing I've seen to Mahomes and 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 Kelsey is recent. It's It's, you know, Brady and Gronk. But where would you rate this match – and the annals of NFL history in terms of quarterback receiver. I mean, is it, we talk a top 25, top 10. I mean, are both these guys Hall of Famers or where, I mean, you get to watch them week by week, you know, day by day. I mean, how, where would you put them in the annals of football history? Well, I tell people around the country, you've never before, before or present or probably will ever see a 28 year old. That's not even halfway into career. That's already in the Hall of Fame. Mahomes has got that lock sealed and delivered. Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'd put them in the top five, Joe. Uh, you mentioned Montana and Rice. 
I mean, that's just that's just it gives me chills to think about those guys, but just how great they were. And you mentioned Marino for never winning a Super Bowl. What a great, great quarterback. But I will also say about those guys, and something I hope we'd have time to discuss just a minute, is the fact that those guys have not been removed from the game that long. And yet, as I travel the country, nobody asks about them. Nobody. And I think in baseball, one of the greatest baseball players was Double X, Jimmy Fox, F-O-X-X. You could ask anybody under 25 today, under 30, do you know who Jimmy Fox is? And they go, is he is he is he a black comedian? I no no. <laughs> Jimmy Fox was one of the yeah, greatest. Jimmy Fox. We're talking about Jimmy yeah, exactly. Fox. <laughs> but just, as I travel, how few people in the days I started out with my radio show and doing sports collectibles, we knew who the Mel Lots, the Jimmy Foxes were, and on and on and on. Now, if it's not Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle and Lou Gehrig. People don't even ask about Ted Williams or Joe DiMaggio. Well, you know, there's another name on that list that I don't want to be remiss in, in mentioning, but Brooks yeah. Robinson passed away today. Oh. Uh, possibly yeah. the best third baseman of all time, at least defensively. My wife, you know, obviously, you know, Andrea, and, and uh-huh. she grew up idolizing him. She had never seen him play because we were oh. too young for that. But just through her dad's stories about his play, and, you know, the, the one World Series, I think, what did he bat? Like 472. Like some ridiculous, like, but his defensive play, and if, I'll bet you if you walked out and asked everybody, you know, because back then I think he was the gold standard. People would say he plays the hot corner like Brooks Robinson, right? And that is, you know, I think that that has, you know, the, the faded. And, and a guy like you that, that straddles one foot in sports and one foot in sports collectibles, that's kind of, that's got to hit home, right? Well, Brooks Robinson's funny. I had I'd written that name down because I, I remember seeing him on the field once when I was on the field doing my interviews before game, and he was there. And I walked over to him and said, uh, Brooke, or I said, Mr. Robinson, I said, my name is Randy Cook. I said, I would just love, I'd be, I'd be honored to have a few minutes of your time. And he goes, I, I said, would you have a few minutes? He goes, he says, Randy, I got time right now. So we walked over away from people, kind of over against the screen, and I introduced him on my show as I was doing uh, a recording. And he came back. I said, joining us now is one of the legends of baseball, Brooks Robinson. And he looked at me and says, Randy, it's an honor to be on your show. And you want to know, Joe, we'll do stuff like that that didn't even know you, but immediately it gives you credibility with a lister and people around and, and it's like you don't you really don't know me, Brooks, but here you're making it sound like we're longtime friends. That's the kind of guy, the 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 vac the Uber vacuum cleaner, whatever you want to call him. You know, people say Schmidt and they say Brett, yada 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 yada. Great, I, but I get it. But nobody was no, thought, greater, and not a greater man on and off the field, and that's see. That gets into someday you and I got to talk about guys like Rose that were great players, but individuals they were no, oh, don't get me started. But Brooks was quality <laughs> on the field and off the field, and that's what a pro athlete should be. And I know a lot of them aren't, but there's also a lot of guys, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear a story or read a story about an athlete, you need to do your due diligence and you need to do some checking to see if there's truth. 
There's way too many people in journalism today, they're rooting the names of athletes and players for their own good, for their own ratings, and for anything else they can get as a part of it. And it just, it frustrates me. Oh, yeah, you can tell. I'll take a deep breath. Yeah, well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to hit a chord there. I, no, I just wanted okay. to honor the guy in the way he kind of honored you on the show there just because of his passing today. But, you know, it sounds to me like he was a real, you know, gentleman on and off the field. But uh, He was. Uh, well, hey, look, just to switch gears back to the Chiefs because we're in the middle of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, as someone that's, that covers them, I mean, are the Chiefs ready to win it all again? And if not, who stops them? I mean, I know a couple of weeks ago we saw that loss to the – the yeah. Lions on opening day. I mean, was that a fluke? Was that just because Kelsey and Jones were not there? Or did that loss show a weakness in the armor? Is there something there yeah. that another team like the Lions could exploit and maybe knock these guys off the top of the hill? No, Joe, you and I both know both these all teams in any sport, those guys are paid a lot of money to do what? One thing, not to show up and put on a performance. They're paid for one thing, and that's to win games. And it could happen to any team in a moment's notice. Uh, they could get knocked off this coming weekend. Uh, the loss of, uh, of Chris made his fortune on that Thursday night game, throwing the ball over the middle. When you've got a six-six Chris Jones uh, playing that tackle in position, and and they know where the, the they know the guy's going to go over the middle. When he's in that middle, you you don't throw passes. There would have been a lot of passes that would not have been completed and certainly not having Travis. Travis, he just every, – everybody's going to know where he is on defense, and that helps everybody else out. They're great, and I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl again this year. I think they're one of the greatest franchises. And you mentioned the draft. I know you're big on draft. That's what you guys do. Brett Veach, there's a guy you need to get on your show someday. He is an absolute genius genius how he can pick up a guy like Isaiah Pacheco that at Rutgers averaged, what, two yards a carry? And here Brett looks at that and thinks, what can this kid do behind one of the greatest offensive lines in NFL history? What could he do? Well, Brett Veach knew what Pacheco could do, and look what he's doing. He he turned out yards frenetically i've never seen a runner with his style before i mean it's just crazy it's almost like it's like elroy crazy legs hirsch from like back in the day where like they're like what is going on here but you know the the since you mentioned i mean you're right this show focuses on prospects and draft picks all the time and the chiefs have had a few in the last few years you mentioned isaiah pacheco uh uh, but but how about like carlaftis sky moore Rasheed Rice, these guys are all kind of turning out for you. I mean, more took a little bit longer to, to do. Carlathis fit in right away. I mean, you know, what what are some of those prospects turned pros in the last year or two that have had the greatest impacts on keeping the Chiefs at the top of the game? Well, I tell you, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, everybody talks about Andy, and I understand that. And they talked about the enemy. Why wouldn't he a head coach? And he's gone. Nagy's there. But the bottom line is Spags has brought this defense into a, a place of great respect now. And uh, I, I tell you, it just gives me chills to watch those four guys up front work. And then you go out and buy, get the kid Drew Tranquil from the Chargers. And what, what was fun watching him play yesterday in Nick Bolton's place. But they've got – and their defensive backs, I think, as a whole, 
based on their age, not a better defensive backfield in football than the Chiefs defensive backs. And these kids are one and two years in the league. Yeah, yeah. What um, I'm going to change the subjects on you now because I've worked about you know about half a little bit more than halfway through the show, and I want to I want to cover something that I think is pretty unique to you. Now, Chiefs aside, Royals aside, I want to talk about your your sports collectibles because when okay, we first met, you. I mean, I saw what is perhaps second to none Babe Ruth collection in the country. Tell our listeners a little bit about the collection, because you travel with it. I mean, people come to see it, and they talk to you, and you're that guy. Tell them about your collection and, and maybe spend a little time. We can get into the marketplace okay. of sports collectibles in a second, but talk about the, the collection and what people can – if they found you, what they would find when they get there. Oh, boy, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was back in 2000 – I'll go right to the day, or almost 2003, that Donruss, uh, one of the big card companies, now they're owned by Panini – but Donruss was a sponsor of my radio show. And they called me up one day, uh, the president of the company, and said, Randy, uh, will you join us in New York next whatever it was, Tuesday or whatever day? And I said, yeah, what's going on, may I ask? They said, we bought this 1925 Babe Ruth game-worn jersey, and we're going to cut it up and put it on cards, and we want to introduce this to the world by doing a ceremony at Times Square in New York. Would you come and emcee it? I said, uh, you just tell me when you want me there. I'm there. So I flew out there, and I tell you, that day it really changed my view on a lot of things. But when I was able to put that jersey on a Babe Ruth, knowing that it was going to be on a card someday, or part of it was, and with me was the Hall of Fame catcher Gary Carter, and I've got the jersey on. He taps me on my right shoulder. I remember Joe like it was yesterday. And he said, and I have it on, and folks are taking photos of me wearing it, and I'm having the time of my life. He taps me on the shoulder and goes, Randy, may I please put that on? And I my neck whipped around, and I thought, <laughs> Gary? And I took it off, and he put it on. And, man, the, the, of course, the Hall of Famer wearing it. All oh, the cameras are going crazy. And we're having uh, lunch a little later with Babe's daughter and Babe's grandson. And I looked at Gary and I said, your face, Gary, was it was priceless. He, he, I said, you're in the same Hall of Fame. And here's what Gary Carter, the late Gary Carter, said. He said, we are, but we aren't. We are, but we aren't. Ladies and gentlemen, when people speak like that, when so many people today want to take all the accolades they can get and they want them piled on them, here's one of the greatest men and catchers in baseball history, and he said what he put on was the most most magical moment career was putting on that Babe Ruth jersey. You know, it's there you funny, go. like I, I, it's crazy to think about that, but it's almost like they go back to being little kids, you know. And uh, right. you know, it's, it. they're living like vicariously through this literally piece of living history where they they get to wear that, and the babe had that on. And, and let's face it, I mean, when you think baseball, if you could choose one play, it's Babe Ruth. Is everybody knows it, right? Because of, you know, it's it's just you know synonymous with the game, and it, that's. 
I don't know if that's the humility that Carter had to to say that, especially when you said, "Hey, man, you're in the same building he is." <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, he, we, well, I'm he, in there, but there's a different wing for him, right? <laughs> yeah. I tell you, Babe Ruth. Well, so you ask about his memorabilia, Joe. It doesn't matter where I'm at in America, and it could be a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, and they'll figure out a way or try to figure out a way to get a piece of the bat of a Babe Ruth game bat, a piece of the jersey. The jerseys are they've they've escalated in value to where they're way up there now. But when you got 10, 11, 12-year-olds wanting a piece of Babe's history, Babe just never has, nor will he ever go away. I mentioned Mel Ott, Jimmy Fox, and some other legends. Nobody asked for Willie Mays. It's a shame. But Ted Williams, I mean, Babe Ruth lives on uh, in name, in stature, and for what he did for baseball, and as great a man as he was off the field and what he did for people. And, you know, Joe, I could see it when I got to know Babe's daughter, Julia. It was just magical to hear her talk about daddy would do this, and Daddy would do that. That's Julia referring to her father, who had passed away in 48. Daddy would do this, and Daddy would do that. And it just, you had to pinch yourself sometimes to go, what's going on here? It's like he's here in the room with us because she would make it like he was still there. Amazing. Wow. Well, look, Randy, we can talk. We could wax poetic all night long, but I only have five more minutes in the show. So what I do with everybody on the show is last few minutes, we go through a lightning round and I ask you some fun questions. So these are questions that I, you know, I'm going to throw at you from left field. You get to, no pun intended, you get to, you know, uh, throw your answers back at me. And if you shock me, we'll stop and talk about it. Let everybody know. I am married. I am married. We'll get that out of the way. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it's not like that. It's not like that. So are, are you ready to go into the lightning round? You ready to play? Let's go. Into, yeah, it's, there's, it's no storms. Go ahead. All right, ready. First question, Travis Kelsey or Tony Gonzalez? Travis Kelsey. Oh, I thought you were going to say that, but you never know. The oh, I like Nostalgic Tony. Gonzalez kind of yeah. thing. Didn't have the no, championship. I like Tony I would do autograph sessions with Tony G. He's a good man. Good man. Travis Kelsey he just does so much. All right. Best interview of all time you've ever had. Oh, boy. Now, see, that is just kills me. Um, you just know, Sam Musial is always one. great. I think, okay, I'm going to say Warren Spawn. Wow. All right. Off the air, i got to find out why. So hold on. Oh, hold your you thought can... on that one. I'll get back to you on that okay. one. Um, all right. So, well, I'm going to give you four names that end with the letter M, and I want you to rank them one through four, one, of course, being the best. Mahomes, Marino, Montana, or Manning? Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Um, <laughs> you know, I like Joe Montana. You know, I and I could throw in a Lynn Dawson, even though it doesn't begin with the M. But, you know, I no think M's. Somebody... It's got to be M's. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be M's. But these guys were all put in systems that worked for them. I think Montana, as great as he was, was in an offensive system that was suited for Joe Montana. Plus, you got a Jerry Rice. So, yeah, I like him. Marino never made it to the Super Show, 
uh, to win it. And Peyton Manning, he's become, I don't know, I wish he could have left his game on the field instead of trying to be an actor. Eh, so-so. Boy, and, of course, Mahomes is on every commercial, it seems, available. I hate to be a homer, and I hate to do this to you folks, but watching all these guys play, as Joe mentioned, I've watched them all, but nothing like Mahomes is so spectacular. And here's how big he is. Can I say this, Joe? I was in Dallas three weeks ago, and a t- an 11-year-old boy saved up over $1,000, and he came oh. to see me to buy a Mahomes autograph card. That's how big he is, but he is magical on the field, and people are paid big money to stop him, finds a way to get her done. He's amazing. He is to me. All right, well, speaking of kids, this is my last question. Okay. You are a kid again. Randy Cook, the kid. And you go into a sports collectible store, and it's a magical store, and you expect to walk in and find anything, but the store is abandoned. And there's only one card left, and as you walk over to see what (laughs) card it is, you hear a voice in your head, and it says, Randy, wish for the one card you want in any sports card collectible in any history. What does Randy Cook the Kid wish for on that baseball card? (laughs) Oh, it's got to be – I would say Babe Ruth. Everybody thinks I would. But, no, it would be a 52 tops mantle. I've never owned it. Uh, nowadays, unless uh, my business breaks through, and I don't know it ever will, it'd probably be the 52 Tops Mantle. Well, fair enough. Well, Randy, before I let you off the clock, I want to thank you again for, for being on the show uh, and also uh, need to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, here. Where can everybody find you if they, need to want, they want to get a hold of you, they want to see the collection, they want to chat with you? Well, like again, I start this weekend. I'll be out until all the way into January. But just Randy Cook Sports. Uh, the website is it's not where it needs to be yet. I apologize. But Randy Cook Sports, or they can go to Randy Cook Sports at Gmail, Gmail dot com, and I'll give them a list. And if they want to get anything or find out what I've got, more than happy to get back in touch with them. But I appreciate that, Joe. I I sixty seven now. Five years ago, I had a massive heart attack. I'm thankful to be alive, and I still have as much fun doing this as I've ever had in my life. Well, hey, man, it's nice to reconnect with you. Good luck with that. Glad to hear your health is going well, and and thanks again for being on the show. And once again, to our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free all the time. And remember, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks again, Randy. (laughs) 